being useless. I was so lost, I went astray. I was a loser, but you made me a winner. You're my only hope, don't turn away. of your care each day Cause I am a seeker And you are a keeper You are a leader Won't you show me the way Good evening to you and welcome to day 11 of Luke December 2023 challenge. This is day 11 and we are moving swiftly. Thank God for helping us so far. If you have missed any of the days, please go back to gospelbestradio.com and scroll down. You are going to find the link to the days you have missed and you can listen to the back to the back episodes. If you have any insight to share with us, please do not hesitate to do so. Uh, tonight we are gathered to read Luke chapter 11 and after that reading we are going to listen to uh, a short exposition on this book. You know the reason why we are doing this, it is so that as we prepare for Christmas and by Christmas Eve we are in a better position to know even more about him who is the reason for this season. Thank you to my dear friend and sister Sayem Sogunta who is with us again tonight. Uh, to read uh, this year. Sis, God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank God for me. It's a pleasure. Okay. Okay, let's pray together as we begin tonight. Lord, we thank you for bringing us together again. Thank you for all the wonderful things you have been showing us since we started this challenge on, on, on December 1. And we pray that you will be with us even as we read now and as we listen to the exposition too in the name of Jesus. Grant us the grace not only to be the readers or the hearers or the sharers of your word, but also to be the doers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, over to you now. Okay, thank you. The model prayer. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain when he seized that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
a friend comes at midnight. Verse 5. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Keep asking, seeking, knocking. Verse 9. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? A house divided cannot stand. Verse 14. And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was, when the demon had gone out, that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, He cast out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to dissolution. And a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed, guards his own palace. His goods are in peace. When a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his poles. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. An unclean spirit returns. Verse 24. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than his first. Keeping the word, verse 27. And it happened. As he spoke these things, that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you, and the breasts which nursed you. For he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Seeking a sign. Verse 29. And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign. And no sign will be given to you to it, except the sign of Jonah the prophet.
For as Jonah became a sign to the Nevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The Queen of the South, the Queen of the South will rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment and with this generation condemn it. For they repented and the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The lamp of the body. Verse 33. No one, when he was, no one, when he has lit a lamp, put it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand, that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light, as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. What to the Pharisees and lawyers? Verse 37. And as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and sat down to eat. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather, give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. But what to you, Pharisees? For you tight mints and rue and all manner of herbs, and pass by justice the love of God. This you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. What to you, Pharisees? For you love the best seats in the synagogues and, and greeting in the marketplaces. What to you, scribes and Pharisees? Hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things you reproach us also. And he said, What to you also, lawyers? For you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. What to you? For you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and you build them tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill and persecute. That the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the temple. Yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves, and those who were entering in you hindered. And as he said these things to them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to assail him vehemently and to cross-examine him about many things, lying in wait for him and seeking to catch him 
in something he might say that they might accuse him. This is the word of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Now let's go on a treasure hunt. Let's go on a treasure hunt to uh, to find the treasures in Luke 11. Of course, we are not uh, we are not going to identify all the treasures. I doubt if anyone can identify all all the treasures in Luke 11. We have identified just four uh, four of them. And if you have found other treasures, please do share with us. Uh, for the purpose of this program, we are sharing four of the treasures that we have identified from uh, Luke chapter 11. Most of the treasures that we have found today, we have we, we are we are presenting in the form of a question and the first one is this are you confident to say thy will be done are you confident to pray that prayer saying thy will be done of course we know that Luke 11 is where we have that model prayer the model prayer that our Lord commended to his disciples which uh, nowadays uh, is popularly referred to as the Lord's prayer and of course you know the second verse of Luke 11. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the most important prayer that any Christian uh, could pray. Lord, thy will be done. That will be, and we're asking the question, are you confident to pray, saying thy will be done? And I know that for many Christians uh, tend to struggle with this uh, because, of course, uh, before you go to the Lord in prayer, you have a desired outcome. You have your own desires as well. You have your idea of what you want and you say it to him. And if you are reminded by the Holy Spirit to qualify your prayers with thy will be done, uh, sometimes a Christian says to himself, ah, does that mean God will not answer my prayer? What if God's will is not what I want? Hey, and that's the point. Exactly. If God's will is not what you want, I challenge you this evening to rather want what God wants than to get what you want. I, I challenge you to rather want and desire what God wants rather than getting what you want. Because, of course, you know this from Proverbs uh, from Proverbs 11, there is a way that seems right to man. You know that, right? There is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is what? It's death. It's death. So, uh, if it happens that what God wants, what God wants, what is God's will is different from what you want. I, I I I challenge you to rather want and desire and accept what God wants for you rather than getting what you want for yourself. And of course, you can take you can take confidence in knowing that He will not withhold any good thing from those who walk with Him. Yeah, Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does it withhold from those who walk blameless from those whose, whose work is blameless those who work with him he will not be told any good thing from him that is his nature that is his nature and of course from 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 um luke 11 13 as well luke 11 13 after the lord gave the parable you know the parable of that of that man who went to his friend saying look i have a visitor open i need this i need that the lord said something in luke 11 13 that you should never forget it describes the nature of God. And if you understand the nature of God and you accept the word of Jesus as true from Luke eleven thirteen, then you will readily pray, saying, Lord, that will be done. Our Lord said, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Meaning that even if human beings as evil as we are, as selfish as we are, as 
uh, as uh, self-serving as we are, if we are able to give good gifts to the people we love, including our children, how much more uh, will God give uh, good gifts to his children and especially the, the Holy Spirit? That's the nature of God. No, He will not withhold any good thing from his people. And then uh, Psalm, 100, Psalm 100 verse 5, For the Lord is good. 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 His love endures forever. So uh, be be. Be eager to ask for his will because he's a good God. He's a good God. He will not withhold anything good from those who ask him. He will not withhold anything good uh, from them. Uh, yes, Proverbs 14, 11, that's the, that's the right portion, not 11, 13. Proverbs 14, 11, that's the way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. So, uh, is, so there are two reasons to want the will of God rather than your own will. One, he knows best. He knows best. What you think is right may actually be the way of death. He knows best. So once uh, the Holy Spirit makes it clear to you that the will of God is different from your own will, you should rather say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making me aware. Thank you, Lord, for not giving me what I want. Uh, there are countless testimonies of Christians who, uh, after God gave them something other than what they initially wanted, they found this, they found themselves thanking God, saying, wow, with the benefit of hindsight, thank God you did not give me what I asked for. Uh, he, he knows best. He knows best. And the second reason is what we have mentioned. The second reason to want the will of God, to pray that this will be done, is because he is a good God. That is his nature. That is his nature. He's a good God. He's a good God. Of course, Jeremiah 29, 11 as well. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I know the thought that I think toward the thought of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So that is who he is and all that you will readily pray every day saying, Lord, thy will be done. And yes, the second treasure from Luke 11 from us here in the studio is this. Again, in the form of a question, do you readily forgive? Do you know you have a duty to forgive? I mean, you read through the uh, the Lord's Prayer and you find that in the ultimate sense, the basis for asking forgiveness from God is that you are able to also say to God that, Lord, I have forgiven those who sinned against me. And if you haven't forgiven them, you have no basis for asking for asking God to forgive you. You have no basis for asking God uh, to forgive you. So, do you readily forgive? Do you know you have a duty to forgive? And you, of course, we must never forget uh, the teaching of our Lord on forgiveness from Matthew 18, uh, verses 21 to 35. You know, the story of that servant who, who owed the king 10,000 talents. The king forgave him his debt, but he would not forgive. He would not forgive uh, a fellow servant who owed him uh, a lesser sum. He would not forgive. But when, when the king heard about this, we read from Matthew 18, he called the first servant, he called him, you, you wicked servant, you wicked servant. And you see, that is what, uh, that is the way the Lord uh, would regard anyone who comes to him in prayer, who has not forgiven others. The Lord will look at you and say, you wicked man, you wicked woman. I mean, every day I forgive you, you come to me, pleading the blood of Jesus, I wash you clean of your unrighteousness, but you will not forgive those who have offended against you, wicked servant. That's what uh, the king called him. I cancelled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had on you? The king handed him over to the jailers to be tortured. And Jesus concluded in Matthew 18, 20, uh, 35. I mean, listen to this. 
Jesus said, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart, from your heart. Don't forgive him because, well, I need to go to God in prayer. I need to be able to tell God that I've forgiven. If you do not forgive your brother from your heart, from deep within you, uh, then uh, your Heavenly Father will treat you as a wicked servant, somebody who would not be granted audience before God. And you see, I mean, think about it again. Imagine a world where we have all taken to heart this teaching of Jesus Christ. Where we forgive easily. Imagine how peaceful the world would be. Imagine how, how peaceful, how how free, how devoid of evil uh, the world would be. So the second treasure this year from Luke 11, from also in the city is this. A uh, reminder, uh, I mean, in a question form, it's a rhetorical question. Do you readily forgive? Do you know you have a duty, a duty to forgive? And then the third treasure from us here in the studio from Luke 11 is this. Again, the form of a question. Are you satisfied with having only this day's bread? Are you satisfied with having only this day's bread? And I know that even if you want to answer yes to that, uh, you, you will think twice about it. But that's exactly what our Lord taught us to ask in prayer. Not to ask for tomorrow, not to ask for the day after tomorrow, not to ask for 10 years time, not to ask for the future, but to ask saying, give us day by day our daily bread. Give us day by day our daily bread. Not say, give us uh, a huge store of bread that we that will hunger no more. That's not the prayer that Jesus asked us to pray. Jesus has taught us to pray, saying, give us day by day our daily bread. And the Holy Spirit is asking you tonight, are you satisfied with having only this, this bread? Be careful what you answer, right? If you say you are satisfied, maybe God, maybe God will only give you a day by day your daily bread. And then maybe you are afraid. Oh, let me not answer yes. Otherwise, just, just uh, the Lord will just apportion to me day by day my daily bread. But you know what? If that is what the Lord apportions to you, you are the richest of all, all men. You are the richest of all people. If you have the assurance of, your, of having your needs covered day by day, you are the richest of all men. It may not sound so, but I tell you, uh, there is nothing greater than that. There is nothing greater. There is nothing more satisfying than having the assurance that you will have your daily needs met. And that's the promise. That's the promise that Christ has given us. He said, do not worry about all these things because, you know, it is the eating, the unbelievers who labor after all these things. But you just seek first the kingdom of God and every other thing will be added to you. Every other thing, everything you need will be added, will be added unto you. Uh, And of course... When Jesus, Jesus wants us to be satisfied with what he gives us day by day. He has promised that uh, we will not go uh, begging, we will not go uh, hungry, we, 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 our face will not be covered with shame. He wants us to be satisfied. It is not that you should not be industrious. It is not that you should not uh, be industrious and thrifty. No. What the Lord is saying is that you should not be preoccupied with piling up riches. You, not, you should not be preoccupied with the with, with tomorrow. You should not be preoccupied with January. You should not be preoccupied with 20, 24, 25, 26, 23, December. And no, I mean, there are some people now who are losing sleep over what's going to happen next December. They say, look, if we do this now, then what, what, what are we going to celebrate next December? Are we going to say, or, or even about January. The Lord says, day by day, day by day, ask for your daily bread. Yes, be industrious. Yes, be thrifty. Yes, uh, 
be as prudent as possible, but do not be preoccupied with tomorrow. Do not be preoccupied with tomorrow. Otherwise, you take your eyes away from your duty to your fellow human beings. If you take your eyes away from dedicating yourselves to God's service, when you have when, when you have become preoccupied with uh, with tomorrow. And I think the best prayer that anyone could pray is the prayer in Proverbs 38. Proverbs 38. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and deny you, saying, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and profane the name of God. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Oh, the man who can pray that, the man who truly means that, is the man who knows the Lord. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. I mean, I, I, I'm not going out begging. My, I, and by bread, it's not only food. It means everything you need today. Today, the assurance that you have what you need today should be sufficient. I pray God will give us uh, such a faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. And from us here in the studio, the third treasure from Luke 11 is this. Thrones are never empty. Thrones are never empty. There is always someone on the throne and that includes the throne of our hearts. There is always someone on the throne and that includes the throne of our heart. Thrones are never empty. Even when uh, a, a king has died and uh, a new king has not been installed, thrones still are never empty. You'll always have, even in human affairs, a group of people acting uh, for the crown uh, during what is usually called the interregnum. Thrones are never empty. And that, that lesson our Lord taught us in Luke 11 when he said about, about the demon possessed, saying that, uh, and please listen to this, From verse 24, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. That's what happens uh, when uh, demonic powers look into a man's heart and they find the throne unoccupied. They go in there and occupy the throne. Thrones are never left empty. You leave, you leave a throne unfilled. You find people struggling uh, to fill it. Thrones are never empty. There is always someone on the throne and that includes the throne of our heart. So please uh, let Christ be enthroned in your heart. Let him sit firmly on the throne of your heart and then there'll be no place there'll be no place for the devil and next and the final treasure we are we are found in luke 11 tonight is this you should know what attracts god's blessings as well as what attracts his wrath you should know what attracts god's blessings as well as what attracts his wrath and of course, uh, we have we read earlier on about the Beatitudes, uh, the people on whom the Lord pronounced blessings. But now, in Luke 11, we read of those on whom the Lord pronounced curses. curses. And, and we're saying right now that it is important to know uh, the things that attract the wrath of God. You should know the things that incur the wrath of God and avoid them. Know the things that incur the wrath of God and avoid them. In verse 42, be reminded that perverting the course of justice and ignoring mercy attract the curse of God. But what you Pharisees, for you tithe the mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass by justice and the love of God. 
This you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Justice and mercy, very important to God. And those who provide the cause of justice, not only on a national scale, not only in the judiciary, but also in everyday matters, those who provide the cause of justice, they incur the wrath of God. And from verse 43, uh, we also know that those who seek attention and glory for themselves, they displease the Lord and they incur the wrath of God. Verse 43, Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Those who seek attention and glory for themselves, they displease God and they, they, they incur His wrath. They incur His wrath. And now again, we also read from uh, verse 44 that those who teach people corruption and wrong doctrines under the guise of religion, they also incur the wrath of God. Those who teach people corruption and false doctrines under the guise of religion also incur the wrath of God. Verse 44 of Luke 11, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. No, they, they, they present themselves as God's servants, as, as God's prophets, as God's priests, as God's ministers, as Christians. Yet, what they teach people is corruption. What they teach people uh, are wrong doctrines. They, uh, they, they, they teach them under the guise of presenting the gospel, under the guise of inviting them to practice religion. Uh, may the Lord, may the Lord correct our correct our leaders. May the Lord correct us. May the Lord uh, remove the curse uh, from those on whom uh, it is attached. In the name of Jesus. So be careful what you teach people. Do not corrupt His church. Do not corrupt His people. Do not teach wrong doctrines under the guise of presenting the gospel. A curse is attached to it. And of course, again, we also read from verse 46 that uh, there is a curse on those who add to the burden of the lost people who add to the burden of the lost people beyond what uh, the Lord has prescribed what you also lawyers for you load men with burdens hard to bear and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers you know you ask people uh, to fast for 70 days when perhaps you yourself you've not been fasting you ask people to fast for 7 days when perhaps you yourself you are not fasting uh, you uh, you guilt you you guilt them into into going through those fasts when perhaps you have not been led by the holy spirit to institute the fast but you guilt them into into observing those fasts when you have not been led by the holy spirit to institute those fasts uh, and so many other things you guilt them into giving even what they do not have some some people will guilt people into and i'm just using guilt you know uh uh with, with, with some bit of poetic license because it, it, it's a common expression in the in the culture nowadays i know you tell people to bring uh, so much from their savings uh, to go and sell their lands or sell their cars and sow into your ministries, uh, you know, and then saying that that's the way to attract God's blessing. That is adding burdens to people uh, beyond what God, what Jesus has prescribed. That attracts uh, the wrath of God. It definitely attracts the wrath of God. Let us be mindful of that. Let us be mindful of that. The Lord said, Woe to you, uh, lawyers. You load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourself do not touch the burdens with one finger i pray the lord will interpret his word more fully into our hearts in jesus name if you have found any other treasure from luke 11 please do share with us and if you want to comment on any of the treasures we have identified tonight also please share with us on whatsapp or using any of using any of the notes any of the forms on our page thank you so very much for joining us tonight we look forward to having you again with us tomorrow for of luke december challenge God bless you. Very good. I'll leave you with this. I love you, Lord. 
one of the uh, old gospel songs from the early 2000s or late uh, 1990s. I love you, Lord. God bless you. Have a fantastic night, rest.